Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Dynasty Tailgate Podcast, brought to you by the Semi-Pro Fantasy Sports Podcast Network. We are officially getting into college football season. It is fast approaching. So today, we're going to break down the top 10 wide receivers going into 2023. Now, I understand that that's a blanket statement. There are some better wide receivers than the ones on this list, but this is going to be draft eligible in 2023 wide receivers so that is what we're going to talk about today but first we got to get to the tailgate Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. Uh, I've done a few sporadic podcasts throughout this this off-season of college football, but I felt like it's time to start getting back into the swing of things, back into the preparation for 2023. And I want to start with my favorite topic of this season, and it's probably going to be that way for most of the season, and that is the wide receivers that are eligible for the 2023 uh, draft. This class is going to be incredible. And I understand, you know, that we've been saying that for like three years straight now, but this is just like a wide receiver renaissance of sorts uh, that are available in these, in this draft, in this upcoming class. So I just, I feel like I'm just too excited to wait any longer. We're into July. The, the, the commits have not fully finished yet. So there still will be some commits coming in for uh, schools, but I think the, the top 10 is pretty set in stone. There are some, you know, in the six to seven range, there are a couple that people could make some quandaries about, but these are my 10 going into the season. So without further ado, honestly, let's just get to it. So the first name on the list, the first, the very tip top of the college football world is Mr. Jackson Smith and Jigba for the University of Ohio State. I'm sure somebody's going to have a qualm with that. Ohio State University. Uh, he's six foot tall. He's 197, 21 years old, going into the draft next season. Um, if you don't remember Jackson Smith and Jigba from last year, he was by far, I think, and this is weird to say because Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave were there, but he was by far the best wide receiver on Ohio State last season. His stats from last season, 95 receptions, 1,600 yards, and nine touchdowns. So to just put that into uh, context, Chris Olave only had 900 yards last season. Garrett Wilson, who did miss a game, 
had only a thousand yards last season. Jackson Smith and Jigba by himself was able to get to 1600 yards with those two guys on the other side of him. So I just, I think that we just need to start at the top. He's going to be the premier wide receiver in this class. I don't think it's relatively close. I think that going into the 2023 draft and this entire college football season as a whole, Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be the one person that you're looking at as a slam dunk for sure thing. No doubt in my mind, he's got CJ Stroud back as his quarterback. He's got Travion Henderson back in the backfield. Who's probably the best running back this year, but he's not eligible to be drafted. And I think that just going into the season, that is the one guy that we're going to have to watch as a whole for the Ohio state Buckeyes. And that's Jackson Smith in Jigba. All right. We got a question from the IDP army. I wonder who this could be. I just traded a 2023 first round pick for Drake London in a dynasty league, triple flex, full IDP, eight times flex. How did I do? I think you did fine. It depends on what level, I guess, or where that pick would be located. Um, Honestly, if it was a top four or five draft pick next season, I probably don't love it because if it's especially one of these top guys, uh, B. John Robinson's probably going to be the number one draft pick for you if you need running back because he's probably the best running back we've had in a couple years. Um, and then the wide receivers after him, which I'll get to a couple in a second, but like Jackson Smith and Jigba is much better than Drake London. It's just probably not going to be close. Probably latest my team is decent. Then it, it probably is not that bad. I, I would say Drake London's probably better than some of the guys later in the first round, but there's just so much talent in this coming draft. Um, that I, I don't see how I have Kyle Pitts, so I can't lose, right? Well, that's uh, yeah, exactly. You have Kyle Pitts, so there, there, there is no, there is no losing if you have Kyle Pitts because Kyle Pitts is a freak of nature athlete, and he has not really lost a step. But as far as Drake London goes, I, I think you're gonna be all right, especially if you're in the eight to twelve range. Like you're going for the title. Drake London's gonna be a better fit for you, especially come this year because you can't use twenty twenty three pick this year, but for next season. If for some reason you do, uh, you know, if that pick was to be pretty high, I would be kind of kicking myself a little bit because there are some wide receivers in this draft and running back that you probably would want higher. Maybe even an IDP player that's going to be in the first round. That's going to be very strange to talk about when we get to it. But I, I fully expect Will Anderson to be a first round talent um, in in rookie drafts next season, not just um, in the NFL draft. I think he's going to be very useful in. Uh, IDP drafts as well. Okay, so moving on from Jackson Smith and Jigba, who is the the one? He is the one that you want this season. He, he is going to be the highlight of this entire college football season, I project. Um, we'll see if a couple of these guys can take his spot. So the second guy I have on my list is Mr. Jordan Addison. Uh, Jordan Addison played at Pittsburgh last season with uh, Kenny Pickett. Had an incredible season last season. Uh, he was, I mean, he he won the Bolitnikoff Award for being the best wide receiver in college football. He had 100 receptions, uh, just shy of 1,600 yards, and 17 touchdowns. I did not did not mess that number up. 17 touchdowns is what Jordan Addison had last year, and that was on Pitt. So if you take that, what happened last year when 
He was with Kenny Pickett, who I think we can all agree is a good quarterback, but not necessarily a great quarterback. I'm not even going to bring up the hands argument. That's for another time and another place. But Kenny Pickett is not quite as good as Caleb Williams. So that Jordan Addison decided to transfer this offseason. USC came through with the bag so that uh, Jordan Addison could get paid. And I don't blame him for that at all. He, you know, get that money. Uh, he went to USC and now he's going to be playing with Caleb Williams, who is a clear upgrade over Kenny Pickett, way better than Kenny Pickett going to be drafted much higher than Kenny Pickett was. Um, and for that reason, Jordan Addison has got to my number two spot. So could he improve on what he already did last season? Probably not. I mean, 1600 yards, 17 touchdowns. And he had a couple rushes in the touchdown as well at eight. So 18 total touchdowns. Could he improve on that this upcoming season? Maybe I, I, there, if he did, it would be one of the best wide, or, uh, college football wide receiver performances of all time. So, I mean, if you put that into that context, then I, I guess there is room for improvement. Um, but as far as just going into the year, uh, he's only really going to have to split a little bit of his work, uh, not much with Mario Williams. Mario Williams and Caleb Williams both played at Oklahoma last season uh, before transferring out in the, the great exodus to USC that Oklahoma had. Um, but adding Jordan Addison, the best one of the best uh, college football wide receivers last season to your team is not bad. So I would say you're pretty safe in keeping Jordan Addison. He is also six foot tall. He's 175 and 21 years. He's going to be 21 years old when he gets drafted. Uh, he's slightly smaller than Jackson Smith and Jigba. I will say this ahead of time. None of these guys in this draft, aside from uh, two players, are tall. They're all short guys. But as we've seen, like Jamar Chase, for example, uh, Odell Beckham, these players, it doesn't really matter the height. It's how good you are at route running and how good you are at getting open, getting touchdowns, and putting yourself in the best spot to catch touchdowns and make plays for your quarterback. And this is what this class exceeds at. There is not a bad player at the top of this uh, wide receiver class that is bad at any of those things. They are good at route running. They're good at creating opportunities for themselves. They're good at getting in the end zone. Um, the only reason that Jackson Smith and Jigba only had nine touchdowns last year is because, like I said earlier, he had Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson competing with him and Trayvon Henderson out of the backfield. It was quite a stacked roster for Ohio State last season. Makes you wonder why they didn't win the title, but that is for another day. Um, but Jordan Addison goes from Pittsburgh to USC. USC team as a whole probably is going to be very flashy this season. I don't know how good they're going to be as an entire college football team. That'll be very interesting to keep tabs on. But, I mean, you put Jordan Addison, what was the best wide receiver in college football last season, with Caleb Williams, who was arguably the top top three or four quarterback last season in college football together on the same team i mean how could you go wrong okay moving on to number three and that would be Kayshawn boot from lsu so last year we didn't have the best of years I, I i will i will say he only played six games he had 38 receptions 500 yards and nine touchdowns and you're gonna be saying well those stats don't sound great what, what what's up with this guy he is an incredible wide receiver. It, it, he, he got hurt. That is the problem. He did not get to show his full capacity. Um, 
six foot tall, 190, and he will also be 21 years old. These guys are all uh, redshirt sophomores, pretty much for the most part, and that is what's you know going to be the 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 headlining the overarching theme of this class is that they're you know they're all young and they're all around six foot tall. So LSU was six to seven last season, not overly good. Um, their quarterback was Max Johnson. Wasn't a great quarterback. He did throw 27 uh, touchdowns, six picks. So, I mean, in like 2,800 yards, wasn't bad. It just wasn't great. And, you know, they didn't really have a wide receiver last year that separated themselves and had Kayshawn Boot been there the entire season, I think that he would have been the number one on that team. And I, I think that he's going to be the most improved player. He's going to be the comeback player of the year going to be the guy that ever gets everybody excited at the top of next year's draft. And I can't blame him. Um, I'm excited to see what he does this season. I think this year will be much better for LSU. They have new head coach. They have new everything. So it'll just be, I think a better situation for him and it'll be a good year for him to fully break out and show what he's capable of, because I definitely think he's going to be one of the top receivers in this year's wide receiver class. So, Moving on to number four, and that is Josh Downs from North Carolina. He is a 5'10", 180, uh, goes to North Carolina, played with Sam Howell last season. Um, so that's kind of why I don't have him higher. Uh, he had 101 receptions, 1,300 yards, eight touchdowns. It was it was a good season. Sam Howell is not a great quarterback. I know that you know going into last season – and I, for example, even had the same way that I thought Sam Howell could be the, the best quarterback going into the, uh, the season last year. But it just didn't end up being the case. And I, I think that he was kind of saved by having Josh Downs on his team uh, because Josh Downs was a great, court, uh, great wide receiver for him. And as a whole, the North Carolina team is going to be a little bit down this season, I think. But I think the bright spot on that team is Josh Downs. I think he's already shown what he's capable of doing uh, for that offense and to be a receiver as a whole. So I think that he, while not having a ton to prove this season, I think he still needs to show a little bit more. Uh, and with the quarterback change, I think he can also show what he's capable of doing uh, with a fresh quarterback behind the center. Um, moving on, number five, Quentin Johnson, TCU. Here's our first guy who's pretty big. He's 6'4", 193. Um, he does play at TCU, so I can understand why it might give you a little pause because their their team has not been overly great over the over the past couple of years. But if you've ever watched Quentin Johnson play, it's the ability to get separation. It's the ability to make contested catches. It, it's these. It, it's decent to good route running from him. He's got solid hands. It's it's a guy that you're going to want to keep monitoring this season because I think that there's a good shot that he is going to be a, another breakout candidate potentially this year. Um, they lose Zach Evans, so they can't really be as run heavy as they had planned to be. Zach Evans going to Ole Miss this offseason. Uh, TCU it probably isn't going to be great this season, but I can't see why they can't make a stride in the right direction. Uh, last year, he had 33 receptions, 634 yards, and six touchdowns. I anticipate those numbers going up quite a bit. I expect him to at least be at the 1,000-yard mark. Um, 
again, we have another redshirt sophomore. They're all going to be 21. I, I, if you think I'm kidding about that, it's just what it's going to be this offseason. They're all going to be around that same, uh, same height, same age. It's, it's except for him. He's six four. He's going to be much more of a contested catch guy. He's going to get your big time, um, big time receptions in the end zone. And I think that a, a thing that we could take about uh, Quentin Johnson is that. He could. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Could be, you know, better once he gets to the NFL because the quarterback situation at TCU has been so bleak over the last two years while he's been there that it's just kind of like, you know, he could make strides in the right direction. It's nothing against TCU, but it's just like if you're underutilized, you know, it's like having a Lamborghini in the garage. Like you'd like to take it out, but, you know, you don't want to get it rain. You know, you're not using it properly. You're just leaving it in the garage. You need to let that puppy fly. And that's what Quentin Johnson would be to TCU. And I hope that we will get to see exactly what he can do at the next level, which I, I definitely think we might because um, I believe in him. And I think a lot of people will, too. Uh, moving on to number seven, and that is Mr. Marvin Mims from Oklahoma. Um, Marvin Mims, two years ago, was amazing. Him and Spencer Rattler had a connection that I, I think that we were all kind of shocked at. Two years ago, he had 37 receptions, 600 yards, nine touchdowns. Uh, last season was a very weird year. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. I, I realize as an Oklahoma fan, like I'm going to be a smidge biased in this opinion, but like I don't think Lincoln Riley ran a great offense last season. It wasn't really conducive to being good for the players that were on the team. Spencer Rattler took a weird step back, which didn't make a whole lot of sense to me of uh, why he did that. Um, the wide receivers were running routes that were bizarre and clearly not what he was supposed to do. Um, I'd say he really came alive when Caleb Williams took over center uh, last season. And that's kind of, I think was more close, was closer to what Marvin Mims actually was rather than what he was showing you the first half of the season when Spencer Rattler was very bizarrely playing. I, I don't really know what to make of that, but it's just the way that it is. I think that he has a lot of chance to prove what he can do this season. Oklahoma has a big opportunity with Dylan Gabriel behind center now, uh, the transfer from UCF. I think there's a good chance he can come in and really show what he can do. Jeff Levy's the new offensive coordinator there. Um, he's coming from Ole Miss, made Matt Corral what Matt Corral was. And we all, you know, knew and believed what Matt Corral was. So 
I don't see why Marvin Mims couldn't have a bounce back year. I expect him to finally. So last season he had 32 yards, or 33, 32 receptions, 700 yards, five touchdowns. Bulk of that was in the second half of the season when Caleb Williams took over because Caleb Williams was a little bit more. Uh, he, he he did a little bit more of editing of the system rather than what uh, Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler was very like he he's a very you have to play it exactly as Spencer Rattler can play kind of guy. And Caleb Williams could kind of, you know, do some changes on the fly. So I think that this year, finally with Dylan Gabriel, this will be his, you know, uh, Marvin Mims' third quarterback in three years. So I think this year he will finally get the chance, uh, have a chance to show what he can do. And I definitely think going into the draft, he will be someone to watch out, potentially bolster himself up into – uh, the first round, but it would be it would be the back half. It, it just it, it it's it's it would be because he's not going to probably get the receptions. He's a down the field threat, and I don't really see that changing this year. I think Dave, Dylan Gabriel is going to step in and let it fly. It is nice for Marvin Mims to have Theo Weiss back out there because that gives him another good wide receiver on the other side that could potentially take some of the uh, threat off of him. So moving on to number, I believe it's eight. Man, I already lost track where I'm. Rakeem Jarrett from Maryland. Um, it's a very, I know it's kind of a strange pick because Maryland's not really known. They do have uh, the Tag Viola brother there, which um, some people like him, some people don't. I, I get it. Um, he was kind of better towards the end of last season, uh, Tag Viola was, but. I think Rakeem Jarrett could be the good a reason that he is uh, potentially going to have success this season. So last season, 62 receptions, 800 yards, five touchdowns. It's kind of a modest year. I, I'm not going to say it's something that, you know, you're going to write home about. Six feet tall, 200 pounds um, as far as his measurables. Uh, all I can see about him is he's got great hands and he has ability to get separation, which is – at least a tool that you can use. So I would say the top four of this draft, you can definitely have, you can see what they're good at and you can see that they have skills in every area as a wide receiver. I would say some of these guys that are lower down this list, like Marvin Mims uh, and Rakeem Jarrett, for example, there's some things that they need to build on. There's something, some things that they need to improve at, but it still is a guy that could potentially I mean, I think we're looking at a second-round wide receiver right here, but it, he could potentially get himself in the first. It, there's a lot of these guys where they're just sitting on enough talent to where if things break right, if things happen to go the right direction, they could end up being a very good receiver at the next level. So I think that Rakeem Jarrett is one of those guys that we're going to have to watch this season. I do think that it'll be important to watch Maryland and see if that guy can make any progress. So, uh, moving on to number nine. Now, this is kind of a different one. His name is Anias Smith. He's from Texas A&M. Um, he is a wide receiver, running back kind of hybrid guy. Where I'm going to call him a wide receiver because I think that's where he will uh, strive at the next level. But at the same time, he is a running back as well. So, he's not going to be as tall. He's 5'10", 190. Uh, he's got incredible hands. Like, that. that's just – that's what it is. So, he has played – this will be his fourth year, so he'll be a redshirt junior going into the season. Uh, last season, 47 receptions, 500 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, he only ran about eight times last season, but the year before that, he had 49 rushes 
for 293 yards. And I know that, you know, it's quite the, the discrepancy there. And it's because they mostly moved him to wide receiver. And so why I wanted to bring him up, though, is I think that him having that dual capability is actually going to be good for him in the NFL level because that means people can use him in different, many different uh, aspects of the game. You know, you have your James Whites, you have uh, your J.D. McKissicks for Washington, for example. And I think Anias Smith could be the next guy that it, I think it's pretty blatant showing that he is going to be a guy that you can use as a rusher. You could use him as a pass catching back out of the backfield. And I think that he's good for those things. And for that reason, technically he is classified as a wide receiver. So I'm going to call him the uh, ninth best wide receiver in this class for that reason. Um, my 10th player on this list, last player, I may have skipped a number now that I'm thinking about it, but that is just tough. I'm sorry. I apologize. I lost track of the count, but it would be Parker Washington for Penn state. He is the last guy on my list. He's 5'10", 212. He's pretty, you know, a little stockier for a short fellow at 5'10". He, he's, he's, got, he's got some bulk in him. But last year he had 64 receptions, 820 yards, only four touchdowns. But if you remember the Penn State offense last season, it was bad. It was bad. I, I, it was a bad offense that Penn, that Penn State threw out there last season. I, I think we can all remember the game that they played where they scored, I think it was – I think it went to like seven overtimes and they had to keep doing two point conversions and they just like kept getting it. Like it was, I mean, just go look that game up. It was sad. Uh, and I think that Parker Washington showed that through all of that, that he was a good wide receiver and that he was good um, to, to have out there. And I think that he made life a little easier in a bad offense and I think that now this year they're actually going to have a better offensive plan in place. I don't think they're going to have quite the same missteps that they had last offseason. And I think going forward that Parker Washington could be a guy that you can keep in the back of your mind as somebody at, at Penn State, mind you, that can come out and show what he can do. Um, I'll give one extra because I'm pretty sure I skipped a number. Uh, this was a guy we had last offseason that I was saying to watch out for. Uh, we watched, didn't really see what we liked, so uh, he's back for his redshirt junior year, and that's Zay Flowers for Boston College. Uh, 44 receptions last year, uh, 746 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, the year before that, he had 56 receptions, 892 yards, and nine touchdowns, which, you know, obviously much better in 2020 than he did in 2021. Uh, which is why he went back to school because of that regression. And I don't mind him doing that. It's just, I kind of need to see it more. So the one thing I think is good for him going into the season is that Phil Jerkovec, the uh, quarterback is back. And I think this is the year that Phil Jerkovec goes from pretty good, kind of good. Okay. To let's see if we can make him into a second round quarterback, potentially first round quarterback. And I think Zay Flowers might end up playing a big role in that offense. So we have seen some of these guys in the past where they've kind of had middling careers up until this point. And then at the end, they kind of have this one burst year where you're just like, well, oh, where the hell did that come from? I think that could be the Zay Flowers story of this season. And so for that reason, I'm putting him uh, number 10, I think, on the list. Maybe number 11. Sorry again if I can't count. You know, I'm not a math major over here. Um, 
And I think that for Boston College, I think their offense is going to be pretty good this season. I think it's something that we're going to have to monitor, especially with Jerko Beck back there behind center. And I think Zay Flowers is a, is the beneficiary of that next step in the process for Phil Jerkovic. So last year, kind of a down year, I understand. And I, I guarantee when he comes out for the draft uh, next season that there's going to be plenty of those posts where it's like, well, he regressed in 2021 and he blah, 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 blah. I get it. I, I'm i probably going to be the one making those arguments too. I don't want to try to sell myself short and not – being critical of that, but I think Zay Flowers could be a guy that we look into this this next offseason. Like, hey, that guy's at least a reliable quarter uh, wide receiver for his quarterback. He was pretty pretty efficient um, while he was out there. He's got decent hands. Boston College just is not a offensive gold mine, so it's not really something that is going to be a big. Uh, bus, you know, big play potential for, for them. So hopefully uh, they can get back to where they need to be, but that's where we leave off. So wide receivers, um, I think if you're in the range of your top, you know, if you're going into your dynasty drafts next off season, in my opinion, how I think things are going to go, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is at the top. I think that's your clear number one. Um, the next level down from that, Jordan Addison, Kayshawn Boot, and jo- Josh Downs. I think that is your next your next tier of wide receivers. Um, where if you get a top five pick, if they're, I think this might this one might be a little bit more landing spot dependent, to be honest with you, because like I had Garrett Wilson as my favorite wide receiver last year. He ended up with the Jets. That's really tough luck. I mean, honestly, just really tough luck for him. Uh, because I, I don't think they necessarily needed Garrett Wilson there. And I don't think Garrett Wilson, uh, you know, could he have been better with a team that needed a wide receiver like the Saints or something, for example? Possibly. And that's why Chris Olave, some people would probably argue Chris Olave over Garrett Wilson. And I'm not going to be the one shoot down that argument. I mean, it could very well be that way, especially if Michael Thomas doesn't come back. So, like I said, Jackson Smith and Jigba does not matter where that man ends up. You're going to take him and not worry a, a wink about it. Don't worry. He, he'll he be fine wherever he goes. He will be the alpha. It's kind of like when Jamar Chase went to the Bengals and everybody's like, well, T. Higgins is still there. Uh, come on, buddy. Jamar Chase, <laughs> better than T. Higgins. Not by a lot, but he's still better. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be the alpha dog wherever he goes. I, I don't have a doubt in my mind about that. Uh, as far as the next three, though, Josh Downs, Jordan Addison, and Kayshawn Boot. I think it will depend a little bit more on where they end up because I think they, you know, will have to fight for that alpha status. Although Jordan Addison, I think, is is absolute freak. And I think after this season, especially with Caleb Williams, he will have played with Kenny Pickett, the number one uh, quarterback taken in 2022 this year. And then when 2024, Caleb Williams will probably be the number one pick for quarterback in that class. And Jordan, Jordan Addison will have played with both of them at some point in his career. So I think that Jordan Addison is having one of those beneficial uh, years. Now, here is the the, the catch, though. We're going we're gonna to sneak this one in at the end. Jordan Addison is getting paid like $3 million to play at USC this season. That's I'm not that's not official. I need to put my reckless, reckless speculation blinkers up right now because I'm pretty sure he's getting paid $3 million to play at uh, UCLA or at not UCLA, whew, UC, uh, USC this season. Is there a chance 
that he looks at the rookie wage scale going into the NFL uh, next season, sees that $3 million possibly added money to it check for 2023, and decides to play out yet another year with Caleb Williams. Hmm. Now there is the interesting portion of NIL because he's going to get paid more for playing at USC next season than he is probably playing in the NFL. He will be in 2023. So how does that kind of thing factor into the overall college footballness and NFL draftness of it all? I don't know. We've never dealt with a situation like this. He is going to get paid more to play college football than he would to play NFL football in the first round of the NFL draft. I don't, I don't know what to make of it. It would be the most fascinating thing ever if it happened. But Jordan Addison will be our first case study in does the money matter? <laughs> like in the in, in the NIL age of college football, does the money matter? We will find out. Jordan Addison will be our first case because literally he will be taking a pay cut to go play in the NFL. Now you can make the argument he gets to start on his rookie contract so that he can work towards his next deal. But if you're also thinking about it, he still could – rack up a little bit more money next season, then go to the NFL draft because he probably isn't going to hurt his stock that much playing with Caleb Williams for another year. Injuries happen, but you're not going to bet on yourself getting injured. So you bet on yourself playing with Caleb Williams for another year. It's not going to hurt your draft stock to play. You could potentially be the wide receiver one in 2024. I don't know. I'm just spitting, folks. I don't know what's going to happen here. I'm just thinking out loud and brainstorming how in the world this uh, – this NIL world that we live in works. But for now, I still have him coming out in 2023, but Jordan Addison could very well see the money. He could talk to somebody who's like, hey, here's how this works, and he could end up back at USC next season, and I would not blame him. He's going to get paid more there than he would in the NFL. Okay, that's all I have for wide receivers this week. We're going to get on to quarterbacks next week probably, and then running backs after that, and then we'll jump headfirst into IDP. The IDP army is probably out there strong looking for – potential players i would love to know a little bit more about the depth charts at certain places for the defense personally um safe bet take anybody from clemson georgia like those are probably safe bets georgia especially they've got an entire massive roster of defensive players coming back it's like they didn't they didn't lose anything they just reloaded it feels like so that'll be fun to see i appreciate y'all tuning in thank you so much for uh being here watching uh i i appreciate it very much if you want to leave some comments like share uh if you're on youtube please sub to the channel we would really appreciate that hit the little bell get get, get the notifications turned on we appreciate that and i will see you next week peace you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.